Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Voltron Legendary Defender, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Justin Cummings. Hello. Jeff Anderson. Howdy. And Andy Potter. Hey. We are back uh, with our Voltron Legendary Legendary Defender coverage uh, to talk Voltron Season 4, which premiered today on Netflix. Um, uh, two months after season three premiered, our, these six episodes for quote unquote season four have dropped and our cut Voltron coverage is back. We'll be taking you through all of the episodes this season. Um, our plan is a podcast on the premiere today. So uh, we're getting into, um, code, what is it? Code of honor. Yeah. Yes. Um, we'll discuss, I don't know why the episode's called that, but, um, yeah, there will talk code of honor today, just that episode. And then we'll be going in pairs through two and three three and four and five and then we'll be giving you a finale podcast so four podcasts on voltron season four. Oh, that's good um and uh, which is really the last half of season three which is actually like the last half of season two yeah the first half of what you said i outlined this in previous uh in our previous season three <laughs> coverage the first half is definitely true of what you said and the second half is there's a debate i get i get pushed back when i claim that but you know um at the very least this is clearly not supposed to be its own season although i thought this pretty well worked as a premiere so it did it, it felt definite it felt not necessarily season premiere i stood by that last season's finale felt like a mid-season this feels like how a lot of network shows will go on like or a lot of broadcast shows will go on like a winter break and then come back in january or february this is what that felt like yeah i agree it, it's it's like the january premiere yeah so um and it, you know it's, that's fine and it, this is basically what netflix did anyway it's just i feel like what they the, the episode division is fine just like call this season three like just just keep why do we need the season four designation anyway um that's a broader problem because netflix did do that a little with jack and amy and some other stuff too but um we're talking code of honor the voltron premiere spoilers for this episode of voltron but not beyond we have not seen past this episode yet so um no you can just watch you can watch with us and then listen to the podcast as you watch through voltron season four find us at overlyanimated.com. you can subscribe to us itunes search for overly animated voltron we have a voltron specific itunes feed if you just want our voltron podcasts and and you can also subscribe if you listen on YouTube. We cross post our all of our podcasts there. So um, we're get let's get into this uh, season four premiere, Code of Honor. Uh, Justin, what do you think? I like this episode a lot. At first, I was like, "Oh, it's a Keith episode," and by the end, I'm like, "Okay, but it might be the last Keith episode." <laughs> so Fair. I'm okay with it being a lot of Keith if it means we don't have to see him soon every episode. Like, you know, front load all the Keith drama this season. Push him aside. All right, back to business. Were you a Keith hater? I don't remember that. I feel like you no, defended Keith. No, I'm not Keith. even. Like, I like Keith. Like, I, really I like, like Keith a as a I'm character. A Keith hater. But I don't remember you being a Keith hater. I like Keith, but I feel like we've gotten too many Keith episodes, yeah. and it's kind of becoming the Keith show a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm hesitant that we're going to get into, like, a Power Rangers Mystic Force thing where it's like, okay. yeah, it's a team, but those guys don't matter. Mark it's all about Keith. T- Two-minute mark for the Power Rangers reference. But, um, <laughs> it's longer than two minutes. Eh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's so, so you, you liked it. Um, so you thought the Keith focus worked uh, considering the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this episode. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that'll be my next question is, is, is Keith gone forever? But for now, Jeff, uh, what do you think of this episode? Um, this particular episode has actually... I think that Keith is now my most favorite character, mm. who's recently surpassed Zuko. Um, wait, wait, what what, what context for favorite? Like all of uh, all of all TV? of animation, all of anim- Wow, yeah. 
So that you I mean, really, no, I'm not as well versed as you are, but yeah, Keith, yes. Keith more than Zuko though. Yeah, mm. yeah. Maybe it's, it's there's a, there could be a recency bias, yeah. but like this this is I really enjoyed the whole like tortured you know split split allegiance thing, mm. which I guess is also why I like Zuko. So understandable yeah definitely a similar archetype so i think the comparison is justified but yeah did you, yeah but what about the episode overall what do you think of it overall i thought it was a really well-paced episode um you know at, at one point i was like oh man did they really go there but then they had a good reason for going there and so it redeemed itself so we can talk about that later but yeah so i, I really enjoyed it thoroughly good nice okay andy uh what do you think I really like this episode. It honestly impressed me in a lot of ways that Voltron hasn't done yet. And that's to do with pacing, like Jeff said. And I really liked the back and forth scenes where we were seeing them performing and we saw the mission that Keith was on. And I thought that whole scene was really good. And I really liked the emotional stuff with Shiro later in the episode. That actually was pretty well done, I thought. So overall, I really liked this episode as an introduction to whatever we're calling this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, four for four. I think this was a good episode of Voltron. Um, this is this episode is impressive in a lot of ways that Voltron, like t- I think, typically doesn't hit its marks as much. Um, I was I was kind of shocked that at the end that we really paid off this uh, this journey we're on with Keith. Like there are actual stakes here, and um, there's big there's consequences for for what's happening. Um, I'm like admittedly not the biggest Keith fan, but the show has just been so laser focused on him through seasons. Um, two three and now into four uh that i definitely think he is one of the best characters if not you can make an argument for him being the best character on the show for sure and um i think that uh what we see here was um like has was well presented um i question and i want to get into like uh if there's enough build-up to to this ending of the episode i i you know it's it, we had a break from the previous episodes i don't remember every detail um but uh, I, I think the Keith Shiro leadership struggle is great. And I think one of the big things and the reasons why this episode is su- succeeds is because it's so focused on uh, just this this Keith division with the rest of Ultron. There's like only one scene or maybe two scenes in the whole episode that don't have anything to do with this. So um, typically Voltron splits its time. We have random villain scenes. We did have one random villain scene here, but it did feel it felt necessary considering we were talking about Lotor so much and what his plans were. So we had a very brief check-in. Um, but other than that, it was just like Keith and, um, you know, I, I thought, it, I thought it was successful. Um, so yeah, I think the big question is like, we were starting off with a bang here. Keith leaves team Voltron to go on this new mission to infiltrate, uh, the quintessence supply line with the blade of Malmora. Um, in order to track down uh, Lotor's whereabouts. Um, so is Keith... So I assume Keith is not gone forever <laughs> from the show, but uh, could he be gone the rest of the season? I, I hope not. Back. I hope they do like some B stories with him. Yeah, okay. So the two separate questions, I feel like, now that you bring that up, Jeff. Like, is he gone from Voltron for the rest of the season? And is he gone from the show? So you're saying not from the show. Do you think he's he's just done with Voltron for, for now? Well, you know, it's similar to that storyline in season two of Young Justice, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Infiltration. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's precedent to do that sort of thing. It just depends on what the writers want to do. Really can't, couldn't say. But I do hope they keep him around because he is my favorite. Uh, what do you think, Andy, to those two questions? 
I think that we're definitely going to get some B-plots with him and see what he's doing with the Blade of Malmora. But I also definitely think he's going to be back in Voltron before this season ends because I still think something's wrong with Shiro. Like, we talked about it at the end of season three a little bit. And I still think there's something up with Shiro here. And I'm not quite sure what because it's kind of through yeah, all yeah. of back, what I Back to that it. in a second, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay. And, and Justin, what do you think about those? I think he's going to be off of Voltron until the season finale, but I think we might pop in on him a little bit. I think he might still make small appearances, not full B plots, but maybe C plots. But I think, going with Andy, I think the whole Shiro issue and question is going to what leads Keith to return to Voltron ready to lead at the end of I mean, who else is going to go and kill the clone, right? <laughs> right. So th- it's it's very easy to imagine the scenario where um, clone slash alternate universe hero has now um, is now leading Voltron. Keith's gone. He's he has to come back. He like discovers information in his secret mission that oh my god, it's a fake Shiro. I have to go back to Team Voltron to take back the reins. Like it's very easy to see the season going that way. Um, I, 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 so, and, but I think the big wrench in it is Shiro's back in charge of the Black Lion. Um, this, the, the big evidence for this is like, this is not real Shiro, this is a clone. One of like the top three pieces of evidence was he's not able to pilot the Black Lion, but the Black Lion has accepted him. So are we, is it not possible that this is fake Shiro anymore? Is this definitely real Shiro? I think that the Black Lion is, I mean, the Black Lions are obviously intelligent, and I, I suspect it was a matter of like, okay. You're off, but there's a pressing need, and my real pilot isn't around, so okay, let's pilot, save the day, save, you know, people. Um, I mean, yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's an easy explanation. That's how, that's how I kind of interpreted it. It's like the lion really did not accept him until the exact moment when the lion, like, knew that the other, the other paladins would just die if he didn't, if he didn't accept clone Shiro. So I feel like the lions are smart enough to be able to say, okay, whatever. We, this, this is fake Shiro, but that's fine. Um, for now, he can do this. And I think a real test is if the lion continues to accept Shiro, because they seemed like, oh, the lion has accepted you. Now I can just go away, Keith says, like, uh, but, did the line really permanently accept him or was it just for that one moment? Yeah, who knows? I would just want to interject and just say how much I love the portrayal of fake Shiro. Just like, it's very obvious that like this spark has gone out of him. Like he's just so, so very by the book now, but just like, this is not the Shiro season one, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think even if it were real Shiro, he's like gone through a lot. So he might be, he might have this dejectedness towards him, but um, my problem with the, I don't know, I didn't expect to get into the, the clone issue so much, but it is top of mind. Um, I, my problem with this, uh, as I, I don't think that this is, uh, like an obvious evil person. Like, I think this, this Shiro thinks he's real Shiro. Oh, yes. of course, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I definitely still think that like clone sleeper cell, all these are on the table. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think this evidence, this episode supported it as much as uh, previous ones have. Although it's still, you still have that line when he's escaping. You know, like the from, yeah. So it's it's probably still likely. Um, I think Keith leaving. I don't know if that makes it more or less likely. Maybe it, like brings the plot to the forefront. So, but um, anyway, so so Keith Keith leaves at the end. I think that this is a great culmination for this specific episode like it's like why are we just so focused on this uh uh keith 
uh, like doesn't really want to be the leader of Ultron. He wants to do Blade of Malmora stuff. Um, and like episode really justifies it by having him leave. So like that part I think is great. Like he's, it, it pays off the episode very well, but is this in line with Keith's arc that we've been on? Like, I don't really remember Keith doing that much Blade of Malmura stuff previously in season three. Like he definitely did the training in season two and stuff like that. Did, had he, had we been doing a lot of this stuff with Keith? It three was a bit surprising. Of, three had kind of dropped Blade of Malmoro completely because I remember in those podcasts, we were all kind of like, where's the Blade of Malmoro? Where's the Blade of Malmoro? Because we were so focused on Lotor. And I guess, or Lotor, how you pronounce his name? And I guess this is kind of one of those weird things that happens when you split a season in half. All of a sudden, what went from being just, oh, we didn't see him in the first part of the season with the Blade of Malmora to we didn't see him for an entire season with the Blade of Malmora kind of makes it a bit weirder. Like, if this aired as part of season three, we might not be as concerned. That's that's possible, yeah. Um, it was only seven episodes, so... Um... Yeah, Jeff. What do you think about that? Do you th- did it seem did it seem surprising to you that Keith Keith in in the Malmora came up so quickly here? Well, yeah. I mean, at first I thought it was some like female character. Yeah, I did from too. The, the build. Um, but uh, I mean, that's that's I guess that's something that I've come to be like um, blindsided by a lot with the Blade of Malmora, just body structure. He's very feminine in certain ways, but um, yeah, I mean, it, a Mostly, I was just like, okay, I dig this. I mean, yes, it, it did come a bit of a surprise, but it was a welcome one. I'll say that. Yeah, I think I mostly agree with that. I was I was thrown off at first. I mean, it w- yeah, it wasn't clear who the age, who the uh, Blade of Malmur and people were. Um, and I was like, oh, one of them's Keith, right? And then one of them was Keith. Just I, I think just because the voice or something. But um, oh no, the, yeah, the moment he started grunting, it's like, oh, Keith. Yeah, 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 I think that's when I had it too. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I, yeah, I'm 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 like a little annoyed that we didn't continue this plot thread, but at the same time, it really worked in this episode, so I, I think I'm fine with it. Do you agree, Andy? I'm. You mean the Shiro stuff, or do you mean the Blade of Malmora Keith, stuff? Keith, Keith working with the Blade of Malmora here. Yeah, I think I think it's okay. It's it works for me because of the ending. If we didn't end it in this way, I feel like it was kind of useless. But the way that it resolved itself in this episode really made sense to me. That he really does. He was doing this. For a reason, he was really distancing himself because of Shiro, and that made sense to me, at least from what we know of Keith so far. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it's just so well done here. Um, so like the choice to like have Keith leave the uh, leave Voltron and potentially be as not as not as much prominent a focus on the show, which I think even if we do check in on him, um, I don't think he will would be as prominent in the show as he would have if he were the team Voltron lead. Um, I like I'm skeptical that we like of of the possibility that we like wouldn't see him at all until the finale. I think we'll probably check on him twice, maybe. Um, but uh, it's I, I think that it's a good decision just from an overall show perspective because Keith has been like soaking up so much screen time. To be honest, uh, yeah, Hunk and Pidge really have had zero focus uh, from these previous um, eight episodes of the seasons. Now, uh, Hunk especially, like I know. 
uh, for just from clips that Pidge is going to have something to do soon. Hunk has been really invisible this season. And um, I think that uh, even Allura this episode, it was a while before we saw her do anything. And she has like one scene with Keith. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the show is like, ident- it shows like, okay, Keith wasn't a great character at first. Now they made him a great character and he's like the, potentially the best on the show. So we want to focus on him a lot. But it's, I think, I think it may, this focus may have been hurting uh, the overall show structure. So I think that like bringing him to a head and then like tabling it for a little bit, I think that might work out. Um, what, uh, Justin, what do you think about that claim that we are too focused on Keith? Yeah, I think we definitely were getting a bit too Keith centric. Like I said, it was kind of turning to the Keith show. And so I'm very happy that he got a good full arc. And now it seems we're kind of tabling Keith for a little bit. Yeah, like like I think this is the right way to do it. So I'm I'm excited to see um like how that's handled, but at the same time maybe we can we can get into some to some more plot lines here. Um so let's let's talk like so like the central conflict of this episode is uh this uh Keith um and him wanting to work with the Blade of Mamora and simultaneously thinking that Shiro's the proper leader for Voltron, uh versus like everyone else who says Keith uh needs to help with their coalition building efforts and uh take up the head of the Black Lion. Um this 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 conflict i think it's it's emphasized a lot here i think that um the keith not wanting to be leader thing was very well built up last season and this makes sense to me um i do think it's kind of sudden that he's like nope don't want anything to do with voltron anymore um i don't know what do you what do you think about that andy i think it is a little sudden but it, it there isn't there is like a throwaway line where he mentions it's been a couple of months. Like there's been oh, yeah. a couple of okay. months where I think he realizes that Shiro really does want to be because it 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 is obvious from the conversation that Shiro really wants to be in control of the Black Line. Despite he's just a really good guy, he's really nice, and he knows that Keith the Black Line has accepted Keith. But you can tell he's itching to get back out there and help. That's what he wants. He wants to do that. He wants to lead the team. But he's okay with that. But Keith really wants to push him back into that black line, and, he's, and he wants that, and that makes sense to me. I'm okay with this this progression with that one throwaway line. It's a throwaway line that makes sense because we had a little bit of a skip, a break between quote-unquote seasons, and I think it's fine. I think it's fine how it's done here. Uh, Jeff, what's your take on that and also the um, conflict presented between uh, Shiro and Keith with the leadership in this episode? I, I Yeah, I think like... Um, yeah, Shiro comes off as someone who's like, are you sure? Like, are you, are you sure you want the last fry? Because I'll take it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really want it, but I don't want to come, ac- come across as wanting it at all because that'll, you know, yeah. So uh, I think that was very well done. And uh, so this gets into like um, something that happened uh, late in the show when, when, when uh, Keith or sorry, when, when Shiro does take over the Black Lion, I was really hoping that nothing would happen and then, like, something horrible would happen uh, out in the field, like, the, the convoys are destroyed and then, like, Keith's reticence to pilot the Black Lion has actual consequences. Like, it catches up to him, like, oh, shoot, people are dead because of me. You know, that would have been cool. And then the show went and said, nope, no consequences, we'll just have, you know, Shiro back in the line. And I thought, oh, dang it. But then that totally paved the way for Keith to take this leave of absence. And okay, yeah, I, I really agree with that. Like I was, I was uh, worried that 
that Keith was kind of acting like uh, a little bit of a jerk here, as as he tends to do, and um, it it, it uh, he was like neglecting pretty important things, and it was very easy to just like, yeah, I get it; these are kind of pointless ceremonies. It's just very easy to imagine that this would re- escalate into something bigger, and um, then. Uh, we like we didn't really have it come back around on him, but it served a greater purpose in the narrative. So I think that that ended up working out really well. Um, okay. Justin, take on um, the Shiro Keith conflict, and do you think this is something that um, is going to come up, come up again in the season? Uh, maybe not in the season. Okay, it, it will, but not with Keith around. I think people may it's like I said, it's been months since we last saw Lotor. Um I think people are gonna have a hard time getting reused to Shiro's leadership. I don't want another full we can't form Voltron episode about it. But just little things like, well Keith would have done it this way and Shiro kind of having to regain leadership. Yeah, I think Keith may not have been the best leader just because his mind was on other things. But people got used to it and I think that's gonna be a source of contention and the other four paladins will kind of represent Keith until he comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I think it'll be interesting to see when, yeah, when uh the, the Keith comes back into play and if this conflicts with anything going on with Shiro. One thing I want to comment on from before is that like I think I I, t- I tend to agree that like beneath the surface Shiro did really want leadership back, but I think like he didn't think that. Um, like, I feel like it was like a hidden emotional thing for him. I think he just he genuinely believed that he he was fine in this current role. And, and he and he wanted uh, Keith. He like really wanted this for Keith and to Keith to succeed. Like, I'm I'm really on the train of like current Shiro. Like, I believe he's genuine, um, like 100 percent. And um, I'm a little bit worried that if he is a clone or something, that'll be discarded. And uh, it's like, no, clones are people too. Like, uh, let's let's not have anything happen to uh, a uh, nice clone Shiro here. I'm I'm also worried based on that, like when we did when we inevitably discard Shiro if he is a fake in some way. I'm worried that'll come across with Keith becoming the Black Paladin again. I think that'll come across kind of lacking. I'm I'm worried the way because you can do that in a way where it's just like oh Keith is back because we just need a Black Paladin. I don't. That's not the way I want that to happen. I want it to happen in like I want Keith to re, to actually grow from this, and I'm worried we might not get that growth if it's just because we're lacking a Black Paladin again. Yeah, I think Keith needs. Does that make? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think Keith, we need to like address the core um, of this issue that I feel like this is Keith kind of abandoning Voltron. Like, it's not. Um, he, he's choosing. Like, it's understandable that he sees greater purpose here with the Malmura. It's understandable that he feels like he might fit in with the Malmura more given his history. So, um, I think those are those are real things. And I don't, I don't think he's like an instantly a bad person for choosing the Malmora over Voltron, but he is doing that. So like that needs to that we can't just revert on this decision like this this needs to be a, a thing that um, comes back in the show and if it's going to be reversed if Keith is coming back to Voltron like I I, I feel like it, it's going to take a more than maybe an episode's worth of content to convince me that Keith but uh, is fits in back here with Voltron and his heart's really in it. Yeah, but that might be stuff for like season five. Like I could, see, I, I'd be okay if we get a start to it in like the finale, but we don't actually get resolution completely till the next season. Yeah, I mean, there's only five more episodes, so I, I'd expect most a lot. Of, yeah. A lot of this stuff is is uh, definitely season five material. So, um, the, the the other, I think the other big other than Shira, the other big Keith relationship addressed in this episode is Allura and Keith, our favorite. So, um, we have a Keith and Allura scene. 
Um, Alara says that uh, Voltron needs you. Um, Blade of Momura doesn't. They're just going to keep going on like they've been. I think uh, Alara was very logical, and and uh, here while Keith was not <laughs> kind of being logical and needing, well, like what's what is Keith's skill set so vital to the Malmora? Like he literally is the only person uh, other than ends up being Shiro that uh, need, that uh, that Voltron needs. So um, I, I liked uh, Alara being very direct and clear here. But um, I think like emotionally, uh, Alara was very um, like. As with a lot of their discussions, there's kind of the subtext of their potential um, romantic chemistry or whatever that uh, that was kind of coming into play and was unspoken. And then at the end, um, they have like looks and stuff. So uh, I, I guess I'm surprised that like <laughs> that uh, Keith left and the show didn't do anything with this the, this thing that they've been seemingly working towards for a while. Um, I, I, I I'm probably the biggest Keith Allura hater on in the world. And I really don't want them to do anything with it, but I'm surprised that they didn't like, what's the point of all this uh, tension building? If we're not going to pay it off at this moment, if, if any, I think this is yep. a sign that we're just not going to get into it then ever. I don't think they want to do any romance in this show and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, th- the argument would be that uh, it's all just going to stay subtext. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know, Jeff. Jeff, what do you think about this? I mean, I'm all for it, but it's not going to be in the world if they don't go there. I think they've established sufficient background that they could do something with it if they do it right. It wouldn't be completely out of the blue. So yeah, they've definitely built it, it up. Just, yeah, that's, that's yeah, for sure. It just really depends on their writer's prerogative. I made. I guess the only other thing could be maybe there's like a reunion moment, um, like uh, when Keith comes back to join the group, maybe like saves the day or something when um, Sleeper Cell Shiro turns on them, um, and then there's like something like that. But uh, I don't know. I, was, I, I, I like we had the requisite scene of the two of them, but it didn't necessarily go go any places. Um, Justin, thumbs up or thumbs down at the handling here? Uh, thumbs up because <laughs> it didn't happen. That's why. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm struggling to see like what because the the scenario you just described where like he comes in and saves the day from like evil or um, evil Shiro doesn't strike me as a sort of thing that would um, like capitulate like would um, catalyze anything between them personally. So I don't know what sort of like scenario would cause that. I need to do some more thinking. Um, yeah, it's probably not exactly. That. I think for like a traditional like uh, male female couple that would work, but Allura is really not the traditional like. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think I agree. Allura's disposition makes that unlikely. It is, but it really makes any anything unlikely between the two of them. So I do think it's kind of realistic that nothing that this this hasn't paid off just because Allura is just like all business and uh, not really um, any romance focused at all. So I think I think that kind of makes sense. And she'd have to find out that she's half Garin and then go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff's been, re- yeah. That's that's all. That's probably all these fanfics about that. I think I think that's what's been, no, but yeah, yeah. That's something like that, right? I don't know. So um, we'll we'll see if that pays off. But that, I think the show did. Um, that was like other than Shiro, that was the thing that was focused on here. And then um, Lance, uh, Sai, don't yes. really get anything from it. We got like one little thing. A- Andy, what's our like, what's our clan's check in in this episode? Uh. We we don't get a lot of clans, like almost no clans, but we do get Lance having one of the funniest moments in this entire episode, at the very least, wanting to have this performance be great, and I think that fits his character so well, but 
he doesn't get a lot, but neither do Pidge or Hunk. Like, it's not just Lance that doesn't get a lot this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I, the only reason I mentioned Lance is not, I mean, Lance in terms of Lance and Keith's, because that's, uh, once again, that was like such, that was like maybe the most prominent dynamic on the show in season one. I didn't. And it's been, since then, it's been it, underplayed. Are we going to have to like, migrate really... to, like, secret clans? Because we used to have, like, secret Zutara <laughs> or, or hidden Zutara. Oh, my God. Unlike the, no, not not the same because Clance was, in in theory, could have been, been building up in season one and Zutara was not the same in that, as that. But um, I feel like, I feel like uh, Keith, uh, Keith uh, Allura in terms of character archetypes is the Zutara, except it seems to be the focus of the show. So it's unlike that. Anyway. Um, yes, Andy? But I think it's, I, I think it's interesting because... There is this idea that the lions have a specific point. Like, Lance is the right hand of the lion. That means he's the second in command. But he was the second in command to Keith, not the second in command to Shiro. And I'm curious if that will play into things and maybe we'll get... I think Lance is in a position to talk about Keith the most in terms of Shiro replacing him, if that makes sense, because of that interaction. Because that was really played up last season. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, I think that the the you have to also have to, yeah, like in, in terms of that, you have to consider that the shift of the uh, paladins to lions may may have made more sense given um, Keith being there, not Shiro being there. So, um, yeah, yeah. How to how will the Lance Lieutenant thing come into play? Yeah, I think I think Lance is gonna. Uh, what's gonna happen is he's um, gonna be internally missing Keith a lot, but he, he would never say yeah. it. So he's just gonna be like, "Oh, remember, Keith would just be a real jerk in this situation. Like he's uh, he's gonna a lot of that." Type of thing like uh bring that on i actually think he's gonna be the first one to be vocal about it like i'm sure he's gonna make a decision and lance just won't agree with it and think it's the wrong thing to do mm, okay so you could question shira too yeah I, I could see that definitely yeah on top of that add into the fact that alora has never flown with shiro mm, that's true yeah um so i'm yeah lance got promoted while shiro was gone but Laura became a paladin like we haven't seen that dynamic yeah. Personally, I don't know if that'll be an issue. They seem both to be pretty on the nose about things. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, but, there's, it, but that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I could, I could see them maybe slightly addressing it. Their, their response uh, in interviews I, when, when we talked about Alara becoming a paladin, it's always been like, oh, she's just, she's a super fast learner because she um, is like uh, more inherently capable or like had the previous experience as the pilot of the whole, the whole ship. So, um, I feel like if we're going by the logic that Allure is just like, uh, a, a, like a natural talent here, then it might not be that much of an issue. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wonder, I do wonder how much of the leadership change, uh, if that's going to come into play or if it is only temporary and, um, you know, it's not real share and Keith's coming back. If we even need to spend time with it, if it's if like, is, is that even worth, worth getting into? Um, so I think it's going to be interesting in these next few episodes, um, uh, what's happening with, uh, with Shira leading the group. Um, so yeah, other, uh, we've mentioned most stuff, I think from the episode we had, uh, in the, yeah, in the beginning, like we mentioned the Keith Colovan and Regris. Uh, so Regris, is this a character we've seen before? Cause he seemingly is only here just to die later. <laughs> I, I don't think we've seen him before. I think you're correct. He gets uh, blown up. So. Um, once once he got named, uh, that was a bad sign because like, why does this random Blade of Mummer guy need a name? Oh, because he's dying later. I feel like that's the answer. Yeah. Um, I I, I appreciate telling us that that's Colbon, but yeah, I think the mission in the beginning that was really good. that was uh, a nice action piece on the show. And I liked how Keith like talked back to the leaders. Like Voltron would have gone in for this guy. I didn't even care about him. I want the information. Yeah, he's like trying. I think he's like trying to convince himself that he's like true Malmoran, uh with that. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I did. I did like that. Um, yeah, they they seemingly find out that a new form of quintessence. Uh, that's is is what's happening here, and it's linked to Lotor. Ugh. Quintess- Can we just describe the first form of quintessence before we start making some forms of it? <laughs> right. There's already like two. Yeah. What is? Yeah. I have zero concept of what a new form of quintessence would be because I have zero concept of what the original form of quintessence is. So yeah, I think this is kind of stupid. They um, needed to make it like green or some other color because we have you know gold, we have purple, and now we're back to gold. I think I don't know. Did we see it? Yeah. I don't even know. Um, but we saw it during the conversion process. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do think it should be like a different color and like different properties. I don't know. I hope we get into that more because I was unsatisfied in this episode. But I do like um, this this like thread throughout with the uh, Lotor and the Quintessence because that was um, it's like it, lo- what we're like if we're tabling Lotor like this, um, then he he needs to be because it's going to come to the to the forefront in such a big way seemingly. Um, so I, I like like threading this throughout this uh, Voltron specific conflict. Um, yeah, uh, our, we have like a few Keith Shiro discussions, um, Shiro saying like ordering, uh, Keith to, um, to, to be in line here. And, uh, they both like want to like take, take away leadership and be, and want each other to be the leader. Some, some similar to previous stuff we've gotten into. Um, we have like coalition building scenes on, um, uh, Rayfod, um, <laughs> Uh, we had uh Koran leading the like speech uh i guess it was fine um really should have been more prepared like if Keith's not there before you start don't like expect him to just show up magically and isn't this an yeah. issue for like multiple of these like if they're doing multiple a, le- a week like Keith's probably missing more yeah. than this one i don't maybe this is just the first but yeah i guess Koran's just so fo- so into the performance emotionally that he wasn't thinking ahead um yeah yeah, I, I I like the um I like them if if we're really doing this coalition building thing, it's been so quick um and a lot off screen, so I kind of like showing it here. Um to like really like it's it, they're really rebelling against the Garin and we'd seen very little of that until now. Yeah, it's like, oh, the rebels just took three of our star systems. Really? Okay, that's good to know. Wish you could have showed us. Right, yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's like suddenly this is like this huge thing. Um, and I don't know really where it came from, but at the very least we see, we do see it here and like how the process of them, uh, you know, like, we need, like, or, like, like in Star Wars, we need like the rebel command center or something like showing ships that are not Voltron actually doing things. Yeah. Like who's leading this, this rebellion? <laughs> um, is it the Blade of Mamora? Um, is it, it's not, it's not like Koran. Like I get, I, I kind of, I assume they're involved, but who, we, like we need a rebel. I think we need the rebel president. Like, I think like that should be a character on the show. Um, yeah. Like, separate from the I Blade got, of Mamora. I kind of got the impression that Shiro was le- leading things. Like he was, he knew where like supply ships were going and stuff, but that didn't seem quite correct in my head they're definitely they're definitely involved that... like i get that much. yeah yeah he's like a liaison between rebels and Voltron. seems like yeah but, like, but they, again they, you don't know enough. they're just they don't have enough time i feel like to yeah they, like, i don't buy that they're that voltron's really in charge of this whole thing i don't know um like i get like i get them doing like uh aesthetic performances like this so um I'd like to dig deeper into it. The show's seemingly not been interested in it, but if if this is really a major thing and we're really we're really rising up, then um, I think more of this would be good. Um, we have this yeah. we have the scene with uh, Keith and the Malmoran 
trying to intercept the supply ship, but it's um, empty and it's a decoy ship. And then, uh, Duh, like, of course, like it's empty. Get out of there. Why? Yeah. Okay, what are they hoping to find? <laughs> like, uh, it's like if, if Doctor Who has taught us anything, then empty ships are are uh, bad news. But uh, uh, sort of like like okay, when it's convenient, you, uh, the tracker means something attached to the hole. But for the purpose of this story, tracker means program you put in and you only from one particular place yeah i that confused me because we've definitely done trackers just throw it onto the ship things in the show and he went to program I, I, you could also just program it in but um i think i think the reason is they were trying to track not where it was going but where it, it had already been i think that's what they were trying to do I should, and i think they just used a poor like word like, find the ship's history like yeah yeah i think i think that might have been what happened i don't know i mean it was fine but um yeah that, and yeah. then they blow up and then i think there's a good scene of like keith uh saying trying to get back onto the ship and surviving and um I, I think that that was suspenseful. Uh, Kolova. I thought when the um, yeah when they arrived at the ship, like with those cool little jetpacks, and Keith like destroys his, and like you're gonna need that later, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I agree. And, and Kolovan, I feel like established in episode really does not care for Keith's well being. Um, was just very Melmoran. Yeah, very very Blade of Melmoran. Definitely leaving Keith to die multiple two two times in this episode. So that's good. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, we have the scene of, um, of, uh, Hagar and, uh, Lotor. So, um, it's really doesn't dive into anything. Hagar's just like, you need to lead us and, um, stop doing stuff in secret. You're the leader of the Garan Empire. So you need to, you need to be visible. And Lotor's like, uh, no, no thanks, mom. Um, so. Yeah. Very interesting parallel between him and Keith right now. Ooh. Uh, what about the two of them? Well, like, they're both, like, hey, or, you know, people are telling him, hey, you need to be visible and stop doing your own thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I like... Go away, Mom. Go, yeah, go away, Shiro, go Shiro, away, Shiro Mom. Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and Allura, Mom. Oh, yeah, Allura, Mom, too. Yeah, too, yeah they're the mom, mom, two moms of the ship, yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. That is really interesting. Um, I wonder if, uh, like, I feel like we got into the Keith... Zarkon, maybe, I guess Shiro Zarkon, and um, so yeah, maybe Keith is the Lotor of the group, and if they if they connect, maybe maybe like him tailing Lotor so much leads him to Lotor, and then Lotor like is trying to like convert him <laughs> to his side. Yeah, you are like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I would really like to have to have a chance to talk because really have like any character to talk to Lotor that isn't part of the Galran Empire because I feel like it would be a really interesting scene to see that. Yeah, I think so. That, that, yeah, more Lotor. Come on, let's let's such yeah. a standout character. But uh, I understand only doing one scene here because we we're 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 so Keith here. But um, yeah, I did, I did enjoy enjoy that. And we saw all the generals and stuff, even if they don't say anything. I guess one of them, the lieutenant, said something. But yeah, um, and then uh, we have the action scene of um, them defending the medical supply ships and uh, Shiro coming at the last second. Then they form Voltron. And you really get the scale in this episode. I don't know if I've gotten this impression that Voltron is just so exponentially more powerful than the individual lines before, but like this, this scene maybe should maybe like displays that more than anything else because they are just doing nothing, and then Voltron, then suddenly they can just kill all these ships very fast. Well, they're also more skilled now than when they formerly formed Voltron. Like mm, when they okay. used to form Voltron, it used to be very hard for them to beat one of these battle cruisers, even when they were as the big mech. But now they've they're used to being it and they know all a lot more skills like they didn't always have that big cannon or the sword and now they do and it's i think that's more to do with that uh they conveniently didn't um touch on um the whole 
like you mentioned, um, Allura and Shiro, they were flying together. Um, they were just as effective, it seemed like, as Voltron. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I, I guess that yes, that was... there was opportunity to do something, but there, but like there wasn't room in the story. Like the story called for a dramatic ending, so that's what they got. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and uh, I think there's still time to hit on it later, but um, they're yeah, very effective as Voltron. Good, good omen for future clone Shiro leadership if um, they're able to take out these <laughs> ships like this. And again, they have this. Uh, it's sort of the same issue I had with like Rogue One. They don't show ships moving around like the galaxy. I mean, sometimes you'll see these ships jump through like equivalent of hyperspace. Um, but in this one, it's just like, oh, hey, there's ships somewhere, and then we'll just show up. And I guess we're already in the same system because we don't show them going anywhere. Well, it's like it's like, it's like the lines of Voltron were already. It seems like they were already in the area. We don't show them right, zipping around. Yeah. Um... It's a minor annoyance. Yeah. Not um, yeah, and I, I, I th- this is not an important discussion, but um, the show has its own terminology and its own scale with the universe, and it's always very unclear to me whatever is going on, anything involving that. Uh, it's like, we're really, are, are we that? Are we far away from something? Like, what, what is we, like this? This gal, this system got uh, taken down or rebelled. I don't know what that means. Like, what, what's what is any of this? And that's not even getting into time stuff. Yeah. Like the way they say, like that was funny for the first few episodes, but now it's like I kind of would like to know how long yeah. things are happening. Well, I got the ticks as seconds from this episode, so to thirty ticks. Got that? Okay. Thumbs yeah. Um, yeah, and then we end the episode with uh, yes, yeah, so there's the sheen of Shira leaving. Um, He's going to go do on this infiltration mission and we get like a team hug. Like they seem they're like support his decision, which at this totally means someone's going to die. If, if we're getting this happy seed, like it's not going to be happy by the end of the season. Who's dying though? Shiro, fake Shiro, clone Shiro. That doesn't count. He's, he's clone Shiro. That, that's all I mean. I meant they won't be happy at the oh, end. Well, duh. You can't be happy for more than <laughs> for more than whatever. I I thought it was fast that they're suddenly supporting him and his decision here. Um, like I, I, but they are like a functional like family. So, um, they're all clones. Oh, oh. Let's talk about that now. But yeah, so no, please don't. <laughs> so yeah, we've accepted it. Keith's gone at the end, and yeah. So, uh, yeah. Overall, uh. I guess uh, last thoughts on uh, the episode, Keith being gone. Where are we going from here? Justin? I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. And I think that we're definitely going to see, see some Blade of Marmoro Keith, hopefully pretty soon. I'm really anxious to see what they do with that. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be next episode. I I could imagine it, them taking an episode off and then it's like the B plot of the next one, but uh, the one after that, but yeah, Uh, Jeff. Final thoughts are, um, I wish the I wish Netflix hadn't shown me what's going to happen next episode because now I know more than I wanted to about it. But overall, no, this show, this episode was, you know, I'd say it's like a eight and a half plus out of ten. Yeah, that's so. a solid grade. Yeah, at any um, you do like because it like popped up at the end, like play the next episode, or you mean like the clips from Comic Con that they've been showing? Uh, I think I think Netflix just showed it to me early. I don't know. Okay. Okay, got it. Got it. Come on, Netflix. Good of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Andy. Uh, I I would really like to see more interaction with all the paladins of Voltron. Like, it didn't feel like we were watching Voltron. It felt like again we were watching the Keith show, and we got a little bit of Shiro and Allura being like con- like 
little angels or whatever on his shoulders, like talking to him, trying to give him advice and things. But I'd really want to see the interaction with all these characters because they have a, they have five really solid characters in the air at the same time when they're in Voltron. But I didn't feel like we were getting that. I really want to see the interaction between all of them this season. And I hope we get a little more banter and stuff with Hunk and Pidge and because they've been, like you said, really not focused on the, for the last few episodes. Yeah. Uh, Pidge, please give us Pidge. Come on. What are we doing here? Uh, like let's let's do pitch pitch episode. Uh, let's do that next. Uh, but yes, please. And seriously, though, the lack of hunk also has just been really noticeable. Did he even did he even have a line this episode, hunk? He might not have. Um, I don't know. I mean, he probably had like one. It's- but yeah, it was it was it's been it's been not great. Um, so we'll 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 see what we're doing the rest of the season in these preceding six episodes. Um, next. Uh, yeah, code of honor. This one, I guess I won't say. We won't get into the titles for next ones, but I don't know. They don't really say code of honor in this. It's more just um, like a theoretical code of honor involving Keith, right? That's it. I guess it's like a Rick and Morty level no, level not, it's, episode, David. It's, it's, it's it has not like, nothing to do with uh, Keith of Honor. It's not like that. Like you know that. It's not okay. really even a pun. Okay, that's true. Anyway, uh, that's so that's our discussion on this episode. Let us know your thought in the comments wherever you're listening to this. Uh, Justin will be back with the next two episodes um, whenever Ooh. that'll be up. And um, check all that out at overlyanimated.com or on iTunes. Subscribe to us there to not miss anything. Um, consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast. Uh, Ryan, a.k.a. Brian, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, uh, Alex, and Andy. Um, join us on, if you want to talk about the show on Discord with us, text chat on Discord, check out uh, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Um, I set up a Voltron spoiler channel, which I'm not clicking into. So if you want to talk about the overall season, and then we also have a normal Voltron channel. Um, yeah, so that's it for this. Check out our future podcast at overlyanimated.com. Bunch of stuff up. Ruby also coming back now. So a lot of, a lot happening in the animation world. All that out at overlyanimated.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.